y'all need to fill me in on this. They didn't open the court order until a month and 10 days late. They, they waited 40 days before they opened the judge's order. They knew what it was about. And there's a, a, a reason for that. Check this out. So, um, ironically, by the time they got this whole thing investigated, they go in the cell and they, they remove the body. They take the body out. Um, they, you know, they treat it as a, a crime scene and everything. They needed footage from the previous 30 days. And guess what? It wasn't there because the cameras record for 30 days and then starts erasing subsequent footage every day that precedes 30. So they deliberately gave it over a month so that that footage could be erased. podcast folks i'm your host moliere dimash um as you can see i'm not in my blues um i, I forgot to tell y'all um there was a um that uh art show that i mentioned that was happening at the game space down at lake yola um my inmate uniform was uh they asked me if they can use that as a part of the exhibit so um it's on display so I'm not going to be able to wear it for a good little while. So on top of that, you know, y'all know my studio ain't got no AC. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to be just fine wearing this for the time being until we get some air circulating in here. Today, um, yesterday, you know, I said I was going to uh, start doing the checkmate segment with my friend, the Archbishop. But um, I've been... Uh, in contact with the families of uh, the victims of uh, some of the segments we've been covering some of these mysterious deaths and that has become my lifeblood folks because I'm going to tell you like this um, we, I, I might just put uh, anything other than inmate deaths to the side for the time being because talking to these families and, uh, you know, talking to the relatives and seeing that my work is appreciated. That's more of an, a, a, a reward than I could have ever asked for. OK. Um, the, the, the families of uh, these victims, they, they're telling me we appreciate you putting a spotlight on it or we didn't know this or how can I do that? And. To, to know that I can fill in some blanks for these families who haven't had answers for years. I'm, I, 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 this is going to be my primary focus. Okay. I'll probably talk politics and do, uh, you know, other videos whenever, um, whenever it, I, I, I get to it. But for the time being, um, that, that just the words of these families have spurred me on to continue, uh, doing more of these and contacting more families and letting them know, you know, I, there's more to the stories you've been given. There's more that you can do. Um, I actually found out that in the case of um, 
Jose Villegas, um, the Daily Commercial was uh, misreporting these mainstream journalists. They, they're misreporting uh, what happened to him. They were reporting uh, to this day that he was stabbed to death by another inmate in, in a gang fight when he was killed by the police. And the medical examiner actually ruled his death to be uh, caused by restraint asphyxia. The exact same thing that killed Eric Garner. That means the police choked him to death. And the Daily Commercial, they're out there talking about, oh, he was stabbed up in a gang fight. The Daily Commercial, uh, we need to call them and let them know not to slander his name because he wasn't some violent uh, uh, gang affiliated inmate who was just poking up inmates just because and and, and, and well, he, he didn't die as a result of no prison Hollywood crap. He was murdered by the police. So um, we, we got to get some straightening in, in, in into all of this stuff. But uh, today, um, this one, this one, it, it, I've seen some strange ones, but this one probably takes the kick. Um, this was a death that occurred at Union CI. Um, and the victim was inmate Vincent Gaines. So, um, check this out. Vincent Gaines apparently died on, um, December 1st of 2015, right? The Office of the Inspector General gets a, a, a crime line call from an inmate named Lewis Smith, right? Now, in the crime tips call, Mr. Smith, he, he left two calls and he told them that a homicide had taken place and he identified two officers. Okay, he identified two staff members and he identified uh, the victim as inmate Gaines. Um, the sergeant was identified in the report as uh, Donald Rozier. And um, ironically, they, they, they noted that a similar call had been made by a different inmate about the same thing, right? So apparently, these officers, whatever they did to him, was redacted. Whatever they did to him was redacted, right? And they left him in his room from December 1st to December 3rd, knowing that he, he was dead. They counted this man from morning count, afternoon count, evening meal count, master roster count for three days. Three days he, he he was counted in that cell as a dead man. Doesn't that tell you that the morning shift, the following shift, the, sh the alternate shifts from the different days, everybody counted this dead man in the cell? Master Ross account, you're supposed to sit up with your ID card and recite your DC number for the police. They didn't realize he wasn't sitting up for three days. What's going on with this? Um, give me one second. I got to open this door, man. It's hot. All right, so for three days, he, he's just dead in the cell and you have inmates reporting this. They're, they're, they're going to the crime line 
and the crime line is supposed to go directly past the institution. It goes to the Office of the Inspector General, and they're supposed to get those calls that same day, at the bare minimum within 24 hours. So, um, on January 27th, they realized the the Office of the Inspector General. They realized that they had a court order sent to them with regard to a temporary injunction. Uh, one, one of the inmates filed a temporary injunction with the Jacksonville Federal Court. Now, I'm explaining something to you about this inmate in a minute. They get the uh, the copy of the injunction and they, 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 they get some uh, orders from the judge to look into whatever this inmate was talking about. All right. That injunction was filed by Lewis Smith. Now, Lewis Smith, I don't know him. I don't think I've ever done time with him. That's your writ writer. I'm surprised he wouldn't have sworn him because he knew how to play the game. He knew exactly how to not only pursue exposing the issue, he knew how to defend himself. He knew he was gonna, he, he couldn't go to the warden or he couldn't go to the captain or the, the colonel or the major or the lieutenant. He couldn't go to any of those guys and say, look, man, uh, your officer just killed somebody back here. He couldn't do that. So what he did, he reported it on the crime line, which is supposed to go to the, the Department of Law Enforcement and the Office of the Inspector General. And at the same time, he filed an injunction in the federal court saying, look, I just reported a murder. Y'all got to get me the hell away from these officers that I'm implicating. He knew how to play the game. And inmates like him, the ones with a little bit of heart and the ones with a, with, with, with a little bit of legal sense, those are the inmates, those are the humans most likely to help your loved ones in these prisons. So, um, Lewis Smith, uh, Y'all want to send him something for the type of person that he is. I I, I suggest he, he, he deserve it. Um, you know, I didn't look into how much time he has, but, um, you know, he's the one that's, he, he's the watchdog for y'all loved ones. So um, let's uh, put a sticky tab by his name. So, uh, it's crazy because they get the they didn't realize until January 27th that they had this uh, this this uh, order from the court, right? But the judge delivered it to them on December 17th, so they had this court order for a month and some change, letting them know, look, y'all got an issue over there, y'all need to fill me in on this. They didn't open the court order until a month. And 10 days late, they, they waited 40 days before they opened the judge's order. They knew what it was about. And there's a, a, a reason for that. Check this out. So, um, ironically, by the time they got this whole thing investigated, they go in the cell and they, they remove the body. They take the body out. Um, they, you know, they treat it as a, a crime scene and everything. They needed footage from the previous 30 days, and guess what? It wasn't there, because the cameras record for 30 days and then starts erasing subsequent footage 
every day that precedes 30. So they deliberately gave it over a month so that that footage could be erased. And then they could say, oh, we don't have any video surveillance of what happened in the dorm. Crazy. So February 2nd, oh no, February 4th comes around, right? And the court finally says, hey man, what's up with y'all not answering me? Y'all need to go ahead and do something. So the, the, the judge sends a, a, a mandatory, uh, he, he, he orders them to issue him a response as to what's going on with this homicide. They don't, they, they still don't do nothing. So can you believe it took them until June 2nd of the next year, 2016, to complete the autopsy? Never have I ever heard of this. I, I, I'm not going to believe they did not bury this man for a whole year and a half while they conducted this autopsy. And I refuse to accept that an autopsy can be conducted before you bury anybody. So a whole year and a half passes by and the medical examiner finally comes back and says, um, they, they, they noted seven issues that could have been the cause of death. This is mysterious. There's seven different causes that could have killed this inmate. However, guess what they did? They ruled the cause of death as undetermined. And guess what happened to the officers? They were exceptionally clear. If no other case that I've covered or will cover defines mystery, this one takes the cake. This is something I'm going to have to come back to. This is something I'm going to have to investigate by other means and then come back to. 18 months on an autopsy when the inmates had already reported to at least on three different occasions the inmates reported that the officers had killed this man. Ironically, a judge says, hey, what's up? Y'all wait 30 days and then tell the judge you can't get the footage from the last 30 days because y'all waited them out. Crazy. So, uh, there's another one, folks. Um, Vincent Gaines. Um, it's, it's just baffling that these people feel like they don't have to answer these kinds of questions. This is the kind of stuff that the Gestapo used to do. Unbelievable. But uh, I'm gonna definitely uh, do uh, a follow-up episode on this or follow-up episodes, and uh, we're gonna get some, some clips. Yeah, if I can't figure this one out, I know the family is just uh, scratching their heads. So, uh, you know, I, I, I gotta dig deeper into this one. So. Uh, Vincent Gaines, everybody, the mysterious death of the day. And, um, I mean, ain't it crazy we get a mysterious death at least every other day? Mysterious deaths. Frequent. And, um, and these are just the files that I actually have access to. There's so many inmates there. There are thousands of inmates who died and they didn't publish a report on, on none of them.
and uh, you know they're they're excusing away homicides with this K2. They're making inmate deaths look like accidents. This one wasn't listed as a homicide. This was listed as undetermined. So that means again somebody got away with murder. So uh, I'm gonna dig deeper into this one, folks, and I'm gonna keep y'all posted. Till next time.